No playing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to D20 Dudes, a tabletop role-playing podcast where I blather endlessly about some garbage you don't want to hear about because I rolled a nine. It's a charisma check. <laughs> I'm Dylan. I'm Jennifer. And today, we're just going to yammer, I guess. Charisma checks are <laughs> like, Jenny, Splatoon yes, 3 just came out. Yes, yes, I, I know my little brother. I saw my little brother at my workplace because he wanted to buy it. There were none on the shelves. So he asked one of my coworkers to get it for, to, to see if we had any. And the coworker comes up with this big box full of Splatoon. He goes, You want the whole box, right? Penny's <laughs> like, I would, but I don't think my wife would. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little cat, please. Yes, sprint away, you fool. It's I've I've only just gotten it. Like I, I thought like uh you know, I don't have to pay rent this week, but I kinda like want to hold on to a little bit. Um so I probably won't pick it up this week. And I forgot that I got bonus this week. Oh nice. So I I've got Splatoon 3, it's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm one of those people like I don't like to um I don't follow games too closely before playing them because I feel like knowing too much about the game before going in like kind of spoils some of the fun for me. I really want it to be like a fresh and new thing. That's the way it was when I was a kid. Before you had the internet in your pocket all the time, you'd have to like pick up a magazine to learn anything yeah. about a game and like that's assuming that they had anything on like whatever game you were looking forward to coming out. So it was just kind of like news was sparse and you just got it whenever you got it. Yep. And it wasn't like watching trailers. It was like, here's like three screenshot in a PC gamer magazine. And you got to read an article about the design process rather than specific features that were going to be in it. So like, it wasn't the same. But now like you get like all these trailers and it's like hype for days. I was kind of like, I'm just going to wait for the game to come out and I'm going to play it. And then I'm going to form my opinion. I think yeah. I have a lot more fun that way. I do the same thing. If there's a game I want, I'll I'll just uh I'll just get it. I'm not watching trailers. I'm not doing any of that nonsense. Um, I even stop my little brother. Like if he tries to talk to me about a game, like I'll I'll stop him if I intend to play it. Because otherwise, he will blabber my ear off and probably tell me the entire storyline. So. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm at a point in my life where, like, I don't get as excited about, like, I used to have this specific feeling that I got whenever I, I picked up and played a new game. And I don't get that anymore, unfortunately. Like, it's like, it's a game. I, I know, like, what I'm going into. There used to be, like, this really, like, fresh feeling going into a new game. And I've been chasing that high for a while. I think the only game that's really gotten me into that level of hype, like, without even knowing about what the game is... This, mm -hmm. The only thing that's gotten me there and has given me that feeling in like the past decade has been Elden Ring. And it Elden is a Ring, really good game. It, it, that game definitely worth everything. Like all the hype that went into it, that game's so good. Holy yeah, I, I fuck, it's good. It. I I really suck at you know that type of game, but I absolutely love that game. I just don't feel comfortable playing it alone because I know I suck. <laughs> I mean, they're they're definitely the kind of game that like it's you play it and you get better though. Like your reflexes tighten, you, you get used to the weapon you're using, you figure stuff out. Like 
even like just refining your build to make things easier on you. Like uh, this most recent character I've been playing is um, they started out as just daggers. And then I got the Reduvia Bloodblade and I was like, man, it'd be really dope to like dual wield these, to, like get that dual wield um, move set where I attack super fast. If I had a second one, I could just get that bleed build up. This would be awesome. So I put like an APB in my discord. Like, hey, has anyone got a, like a Reduvia that they don't mind letting go of? So Sharp came through and gave me a second one. And I ran through like all the way up to Lane Dell with nothing but two Reduvias. That was all I used. And like the bleed stacks are really good. Like the damage itself is okay. Um, mm -hmm. But the the thing that it really suffers for is like daggers don't have a whole lot of poise damage. You're not going to stagger anybody wielding daggers. It's just not going to happen. So a lot of the right. stuff I was used to with like uh, my big dual great axe wielding bitch, uh, <laughs> like staggering like every other hit just because I was basically taking two cars and smacking you with them. I, like, I, I can't do that kind of like get in and then lock them down kind of stuff anymore. So it was like interesting figuring out that difference between, you know, that play style and the new one where like I have to be mobile. And part of the reason that I struggled with it for a long while is like the L1 with the dual daggers. Uh, you do three hits, you swipe three times and you are locked into that animation for all three swipes. You can't dodge until you're Ooh. finished with that third swipe. And that got me hit so many times. And I got to a point where it's like, there's like a lot of enemies that don't even take bleed damage. Uh, and I can't stagger anybody out if they don't take bleed. So it's like, these weapons just don't really do anything to this opponent. And it got really frustrating. Uh, and then as I was outside Landell, after I beat uh, Lanciax, and Simon, please, now you're being annoying. Um, as I beat Lanciax and I was going into uh, the Sainted Heroes Grey that was nearby and I killed the, the Black Knife Assassin and it dropped the Black Knife. And I forgot about that. I thought, hmm, is the Black Knife any good? Would it be worth, like, switching out one of my Reduvias for this? And unfortunately it was like faith. It's faith-based. Uh. I was like, shit. <laughs> this is a Dex Arcane character. I don't have any faith. And I ended up futzing around with it. I, I, I have built faith up now. And like the, the black blade is fun. Uh, one of the things it does is it, it has like the, the black flame that they use during the, the night of the black knives and the killed Godwin, all that stuff. And what that does is you hit somebody with it and it lowers their max HP by a whole bunch and then continues to do damage over a short period of time. And that's pretty okay. cool. Like it's it's, yeah. it's a fun effect, but then Sharp was like, "No, you've already got high decks. Just go get the Spear of Grand Sacks." I was like, "I'm I'm not even like I haven't even actually entered Landell yet." He's like, "I don't care. Let's play. We're gonna we're gonna get you the Spear of Grand Sacks." I was like, "Okay," and <laughs> like I don't know. No, I I don't think you've ever played a FromSoft game with Sharp. No, I have not. Okay, the way Sharp builds his characters in these games um i will call every character he has ever made big mclarge huge because he just fucking he he picks a build and then he goes so ham on that build that he becomes like this god this unreasonable level of power so i remember seeing his uh bloodborne character mm -hmm. that had like 
99 strength, 99 dex, Goodness. 99 blood tinge. I was like, what the hell have you been doing? He's like, I don't know. I really like Bloodborne. It's like, apparently. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I started playing Elden Ring with him. He's like, yeah, we're going to help you through Lane Dell. And I was like, okay. Um, and I hadn't actually gone in yet. So it was like, I had to get up to the, um, the Dragonkin tree sentinel whatever the hell the thing's called he's like okay cool um no don't run in on it just stand here and i was like okay and then he just blew it up he just he just <laughs> shot a laser at it and then it died <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> it's just gone now and uh we end up getting through like we he takes down the shade of godfrey in like two seconds um, we end up going through like the sewers and stuff. Like I, I get the spear and he's like, all right, these are the things that you need to make the spear of Grant's axe into a big wumpus weapon. I was like, okay. So I upgraded it a whole bunch. I put on the talismans that he recommended. I put on the armor that he recommended and it did like, okay damage. I know my faith isn't like the highest yet, but it was mm. like, all right, it does like, it's okay. It's but I'm going to need like a lot more FP. So I'll have to increase my mind. If I'm really going to be like using these lightning bolts, I'm going to have to switch over some of my flasks to blue flasks. And this really just seems like a lot of work. And he's like, oh, okay. I mean, like it's your build. You do what you want. We've, you've already got the faith put in. So like, if you want to use the black blade, just use the black blade. But I was like, okay. And then I took another look at some of the, the stuff that he told me to use. And one of them was about charged sorceries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, can you charge the lightning bolt you throw from the spear? And he's like, yeah, I thought you knew that. And I was like, no. So I would go down and like there are the, the, the omens down in the sewers underneath Langdell. And I would throw the lightning bolt and it would just kind of take like a fifth of his health off. And then it would charge at me. And I was like, fuck, now I got to like sit here and try and poke this thing to death because it's actually got kind of like a long wind up time on that uh, lightning bolt. So then I held the button down and I took it and I hucked the spear and it takes a third of its health off and sends him flying 30 feet back down the hallway as this massive spear of lightning pulls him off of his feet and tells his children that he hates them so that they also try and kill him. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> like half a half long second button press on that weapon is a difference between eh, it's all right, I guess to, Oh, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So about that rambling that I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to ramble. It's it's okay. I ramble too. Sometimes I that's what this episode's about. Like yeah, I love Elden Ring. It, it is. It is a fun game. Um, I, I I look forward to figuring out more of the lore behind everything. There's a YouTube channel I've recently found that like is just like exceptionally good for that. Um they're called Smotown. Okay. And like everyone knows Vadi Vidya. He's like the dude who does like the, the Souls lore videos and like the new Elden Ring lore videos. But like, he puts out content so infrequently. It's like, of course, like the stuff that he makes is always like really good. Like he does a lot for like the visuals and like he goes in game and like wants to like demonstrate all this stuff and like what it means. But right. he puts like an episode. He puts a thing out like once every like four months. Uh-huh. Smotown's like a weekly thing. and It's like an hour and a half long every time. It's like, whoa. So he's got like all these deep dive videos on like here's my theories on the Scarlet Rot and how Melania ties into like the outer God of the Scarlet Rot and what the Swamp of Aeonia is. And like, here's my whole video on like 
America and her relationship to Radagon and like how she became the Elden Lord and blah, blah, blah. Like, he, he just does like these videos that are like an hour and a half long. And you just like you don't even have to watch the video to get like the content out. You can sit there and podcast them. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Highly recommend his channel. Well, once I get further into the game to where I can actually understand most of what you said, um, I, I'll look into it because, you know, I'm not very far and my my brain is just like, I, I didn't understand 95% of what he just said. <laughs> uh, you, we, I will take you to Melania. I... Cannot guarantee we will kill Melania. <laughs> <laughs> she is, without exception, like the hardest Rumsoft boss, and it's it's for like I don't want to say bullshit reasons, but the fight is a little bullshit. <laughs> um, I, I mean, every game has to have one of those. I mean, like even like through even the Rumsoft games, like I have not found a fight that like the. The Nameless King in Dark Souls 3 was like the hardest boss I had fought up to this point. I was like, oh god, it, they really can't make it worse than that. And then they just Did. made it worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I heard that. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Like Melania, like not only does she just like she's very aggressive, but she's aggressive in that way that she's very reactive. So like there's Zuli the Witch did a video on um, how a lot of people accuse FromSoft games of uh, um, input reading. So that means, like, as soon as you push the button to perform a specific action, the game, like, sees that input and will have an enemy react to it at that exact moment. Uh, mm. And she, she did a video where, like, she shows, like, the game isn't input reading. Um, the boss does have to have line of sight on you, and it watches for specific animations. Uh, specifically like the healing animation is a big one because like a lot of people don't realize that while it is a a pretty fast thing that happens it's like about a second second and a half to heal it is still a long enough animation that like those first few frames where you're just reaching behind your back to grab the flask if the boss sees that then it reacts to that so Um, if you want to heal you got to get out of line of sight like hide behind a thing or something yeah, hiding behind something is really good or like making sure it's already locked into an animation it can't get out of um things like that are things you got to do it, it like it doesn't do input reading but like some of the like the how closely it monitors your animations like borders on it truthfully and uh one of the things was um oh my brain just completely shat uh melania um she she does a lot of that like she looks for animations and she's so aggressive that during almost any kind of animation, it will trigger her into an attack. So um, like you can watch a lot of these videos where it's like, here's uh, the Melania fight versus this fight, or here's a Melania fight versus all the major bosses in the game. And Melania is nowhere near as aggressive because there's no player character animations to, to bait her into doing all these attacks that make her like super aggressive. Um, Mm -hmm. And because she's so aggressive, it really stacks on to the fact that every time she hits you, it heals her. Oof. And on top of that, she does just ridiculous amounts of damage. And she has one specific attack. It's called the Waterfowl Dance. If you get caught in that, it's just over. You, you, oh. You've died. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
something to keep in mind if I can. Uh, holy sh- and that's like a way 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 late game fight too so like that's that's a while out for the two of us oh that's good but oh my goodness what and she's also one of the few fights in the game that has a phase two. Oh, okay so like you beat the boss and you're like yay i did it and there's this animation of your character leaving and melania's like hey i didn't hear no bell and actually becomes the goddess of rot turned like a whole phase two where now she'll like dive bomb the ground and turn into a giant flower and infect you with scarlet rot and murder your f- face. Goodness gracious. I was... I, I'm gonna go Call ahead Call out and the s- weed killer! I'm gonna go ahead and say that the first fucking time that I killed that boss is dumb luck and I have not been brave enough to get another character there since. Aww. It, it's a very rude fight. Hey, luck is a skill too. That's why you can level it up in games. Uh, also, Melania is just real hot. <laughs> it's just real hot anyway jenny how are you today <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing all right i'm doing all right I have an appointment later on today and then what are you, you pointing at uh I'm, I'm gonna go to a doctor so you're pointing at a doctor yep cool but uh then I'm going to make a um, housewarming registry because I've had a couple of online friends be like, hey, we want to give you stuff for your new apartment. Make a registry so we can give you stuff for your new apartment. Yeah, Jenny's moving out. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving out of my mom's place and I'm moving in with the good word. We're and moving in together. You're probably going to have a cat. I'm just saying. If maybe eventually, but we've uh we've agreed that for for a little bit we're not gonna have any pets at all. I'm just saying a cat's probably gonna just show up and you're not gonna have the heart to get rid of it. Well, I'm uh, depending on the cat, he might have the heart to get rid of it. <laughs> I doubt it. Word's a big fucking softy. He is, but he's very particular about pets. Well, not very particular, but it's up. He's not. He's neither a cat nor a dog person. It depends on the animal. Well, like animals are individuals. Like you can say you have a yeah. preference, but like, I love dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mom has a dog named Wayland who I just don't care for at all. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. From what you've told me, he's a little asshole. Uh, I've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky recently. I'm starting to play hidden. Uh, object games again to exercise my brain. Start going to the gym again. My legs are still hurting from uh, from Monday. I was supposed to go to the gym today, but I just don't have time today. No Man's Sky is such a bizarre thing now. Did you play it when it first released? I did not. I it, did not. It's like an entirely different game. Yeah, so you've told me. It. So the original... I'm a, so I'm going to go back to that first point where I said, like, I don't follow games and like get hyped about them beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I had I had no expectations going into No Man's Sky when it released. And for that reason, I did have fun. It was just a sandbox. There were no objectives. There weren't things to do in it. You just you would fly around and find things. Um, I say there were no objectives, but you did still have like Nada and Polo and like the Atlas and stuff like. Mm-hmm. There, there were like a few like background themes that you could explore, but mostly the game was just like you have antimatter for your hyperdrive. Now fly away, see where you end up. 
And then once you ran out of hyperdrive fuel, you have to explore the system you're in to find more. And it was really just that and Ooh. nothing else. Like the, the freighters weren't in the game yet. Um, like the 90% of the elements were different. The game was just different. Like there was no third person mode okay. because you, your, your player model didn't exist. Like you, you literally didn't have a, <laughs> a character. Um, and a lot of people got like super mad because like they, uh, there was talk of it being like multiplayer and like things that you would do in game like were permanent and like you rename something and it would be named that forever. And you could like while it was incredibly unlikely, you could technically run into another player and, and a lot of that stuff came out as like a falsity. Like while there were some online components to it where like you could upload things like apparently after a certain amount of time, like the amount of changes were getting reverted. So, Aww. like, people were going back to systems that they started the game in, and, like, all the changes to the names and stuff they had made were gone, and then two people actually did manage to go to a, um, like, like, they found a planet that was close to both of them, so they both went there, and there was nothing there, so, like, they, they caught a lot of flack for the, for the launch version of the game, and I understand why people were upset about it. I had fun with it, but... You know, that's me. I'm I'm very easy to please. But now the game's like a whole ass game. Like you start the game and like you got to repair your ship or die. And, and you got to get out of this system. You got to get the hyperdrive and blah, blah. And they've made like antimatter and hyperdrive fuel is so much easier to get than it used to be. It used to be a pain in the ass to get fuel for that. And now like you can go out in space and like pirate attacks will happen. You can get a freighter. And you can, like, travel the galaxy in the freighter now. It's got, like, a whole base you can build inside of it. There's base building in the game now. You have a 3D model that represents your character. And there's, like, a specific multiplayer mode now. Mm. The game's just different. There's, like, expeditions every so often now. Like, I would have actually started on an expedition. Um, we were, like, what, a week out from the end of this Expedition 8 whenever we started playing. Oh, and okay. I, and I figured, like, a week... It's probably not enough time to really get back into the game and then do the expedition as well. So that's over now. I can't do it. So I'm kind of waiting on the next one to start to see how that goes. But like, we've got space whales. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, we do. I'm building a space whale to be like a personal vessel. I found my first S-class ship today, Jenny. Nice. It's an exotic vessel, and I it's ugly, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Uh and I was like really frustrated with that because like uh, just last night I I bought an A-class ship, which has, I don't know if you've seen them, but there's some ships in the game that look kind of like, um, like 1950s style imaginings of rocket ships. Have you seen no, those? No, I haven't yet. Not um, yet. Okay. I'll, I'll have to show you my ship at some point because I really like it, but it, it's got like that real retro aesthetic to it. It, it kind of mm -hmm. looks like a. It looks like an old streetcar. And uh, <laughs> I bought it. It was an A-Class. And I was like, "What? oh, it's got an upgrade installed on it that I haven't seen before. What's this? Oh, it's got solar sails. Ooh. It's got some really, really good solar sails where it's like it, it reduces my um, pulse drive fuel consumption by like 80%. Oh, very nice. The ship is super fast. And uh, anytime I have the sails open and I'm flying around in space, it automatically recharges my launch thrusters. 
Oh, that it's is beautiful. It's got like all these really cool things on like having these solar sails. And I was like, oh, the ship is awesome. I really wish I could have found one of the S-Class ships, but this thing's cool and I'll roll with it. And then I get an S-Class ship and it's like, it, it's a ball. <laughs> it's a ball and it's got like a foot. And um, that's it. It has better base stats than my A-Class ship. And that's the only thing going. Like, it's got like no upgrades to it. Um, it's got like it's piss poor fucking inventory space. Like Ugh. that's really the the frustrating thing is like I have a B class ship that I've called Lucky Sevens. That is, it can't use its hyperdrive as far, and it doesn't have as many shields and it doesn't do as much damage. But it's got like four times the cargo space of any of my higher tier ships. Oh, very nice. So it's like the one that I always want to use is because I can actually put stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like this A-class ship, like if I may be able to scrap, like I'm gonna start trying to find ships to scrap and just bring to uh, the stations and break them down and get the uh, stuff, the credits for that, and the the. Um, I believe every time you do that, you get like a cargo space increase for your ship. So I'm gonna try and do a whole bunch of those to try and increase my cargo space on this A-class ship that I've got. But other than that, like it's it's got piss poor inventory. Yeah, I I found a ship um last night and i started fixing it and of course there's stuff i need that i don't have um but the problem was that as i was gathering some stuff the game suddenly crashed so i don't know if i still have the ship i don't know if i'm still next to the ship because if i'm not on the same system as the ship I don't think I'll ever find it again. Like my very first one. Not my very first ship, but my very first um, Distress Beacon ship. I was never able to finish it because I didn't have the stuff I needed. I don't remember where it is. <laughs> um, like, But do you still own that ship? Uh, I put it in my thing. Then it should be in your freighter. I'll check. Yeah, any ships that you own, um, you can have up to six, I believe, will just go into your freighter, even if they're broken. Um, the next time okay. you warp it into a new system, it should be in there. Okay, I'll, I'll take a look. Because last time, my freighter was, like, empty. Yeah, it's worth looking. Um, yep. I mean, even then, like... Maybe I can call them into the freighter. Um, what you can do is, like... I've learned getting nanites is actually pretty easy once you can get into the anomaly. Um, mm -hmm. I'll just, I'll go, like, once a day, you can go in and talk to Helios and, uh, what's his name, Ares. And they have objectives where they'll say, hey, get us information on this or, like, get so many milestones and we'll give you nanites. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Ares, I believe, if you have any upgrade modules that you don't want to use, you can sell them to him for nanites. So I'll just go and pick fights with the sentinels and I'll just kill waves and waves and waves of sentinels. They drop that, um, scrap glass stuff and you can get like tons oh, of those God, sentinel yeah. upgrade modules. You get tons of those upgrade modules out of it. So I just get like seven or eight of those, go back to the, go back to the anomaly and sell them off. And I have like 2000 nanites to just burn through now, man. 
one of the I was helping Word fix a distressed beacon chip. I was giving him a whole bunch of the stuff I had because I know it's hard to get. Well, it was hard to get from me. And I was like, okay, I need to get him this. There's some on this world. What does it mean, aggressive sentinel activity? Well, it's fine. I The sentinels tend to leave me alone. I land and suddenly like 10 sentinels surround me and start shooting me immediately. Like I didn't even... I didn't even get a chance to do anything. I got out of my ship. That's what I did. Yeah, aggressive sentinel activity means they're gonna kill you. It was that world where we turned off the sentinels. Hmm. That is strange. I have also learned that if you manage to actually take out all five waves of sentinels on a planet, it will just deactivate them that way as well. Oh, well, okay. Well, if I had the... Very hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If I had the means to do so, I would. um, Also, there's a strategy to it where it's like you got to make sure that you kill the um, the people, the summoners, their summoners. You got to kill them first. Then you got to kill the healers. And then you can focus on like, I'll usually try and take down the smaller drones because like just the overwhelming amount of them will mean you take a whole lot of damage real fast. Yeah. Uh, And then I'll focus on like the bigger stuff. Um, But it's really like the last couple waves, like the the big sentinel hard frame units honestly don't bother me too bad they're fine um they just have a lot of health so you really got to make sure that all the healy boys are gone whenever you're fighting them it's the damn dogs that really get me because they their their movement is fucked up they're really fast they are fast but they're also fucked up because like they don't move in ways they're supposed to they'll like suddenly start glitching back and forth and then they'll teleport physically inside of you and do a whole bunch of damage it's like I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're just supposed to behave like attack dogs and you can shoot them. But because they're so fucked up, they're really hard to deal with. I remember mm-hmm. at one point, because like a thing I like to do whenever I'm really having a hard time with the Sentinels is I'll just dig a hole underground and I'll hide in that hole until my shields start recharging. But then right. like one of these dogs will just glitch through the ground gets stuck in like inside the planet geometry so it's like on top of the tunnel that i've made inside mm-hmm. the ground and then just punching me through the ground and killing me and it's 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 stupid i hate them it's the glitching through things is really easy i noticed while riding um one of the creatures i teamed yesterday that i was going underground with him on accident and suddenly i was through the wall and i couldn't get back to the surface i was underground i could see like you know how in minecraft when things are loading you can see the tunnels and the mine shafts and stuff through the ground because the ground hasn't loaded yet yeah man yeah that's what I was seeing, basically. And then I was like, okay, all right, I want to get out of here. So I dismounted <laughs> and I started. F- Bless you. <laughs> oh, man. Bless you. I'm leaving those in. And wait, what? I'm leaving those in the podcast. Everyone's just going to have to deal with that. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I started falling through the emptiness and then it kind of dropped me off uh, on top again but like 
I actually find these glitches charming because I'm sure they're not intentional, but from what you've told me of the story, which isn't too much, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the game is a hot mess. <clears throat> it it is. It is. The base is disappearing thing really needs to be fixed. And I do like it a whole lot. Like there but there are tons of glitches that can be fun to deal with. Like I don't know, getting a billion credits out of nowhere. <laughs> um. Yeah. My our dear listeners. Dylan suddenly had twenty of these AI vowels. And uh at from what I saw online at this time they are the highest base value items at 20 million units he had 20 of these things you get one per destruction of a really expensive ship and he had 20 without destroying these ships so now he has oh about a billion units i have no idea where they came from (laughs) I was just like, uh, I need to clear up my inventory. I've got too much crap that I'm hauling around. Let's just go to the Galactic Trade Terminal. Let's just cycle through my shit and get rid of whatever I can't. What? Yeah, four fuck? four stacks. Four stacks of the valves will take up some space. Yes. I mean that's four slots. And that was whatever. I just I was like light, cycling through, and it's like this will sell for a thousand units. This will sell for thirty two hundred units. This will sell for this. This will sell for nine hundred and fifty five million units. What? Yeah, he didn't even get the full value. I don't know where they came from. I don't either. And There's... by the way, these space these space AI valves have no worth except to trade. That's all they're there for. They're just there to be big money. And yeah. big money they were. Yeah. I just went I w- and bought a fleet I wish you could give frigates. me some of those. I just, I was just like, hey, I need more frigates. I'm going to just go and buy some. I, I would absolutely love ha- even a fourth of that money. <laughs> well, if that glitch happens again, I'll send them to you. Yeah, I'm not hurting for money no more. <laughs> I didn't get to have my second space whale because I only have two million units. Well, that's because you're not a pirate like me. I always freak out every time I accidentally shoot a trade ship and they're like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. We are ending you. Go to a pirate system, start blowing up their frigates. The Sentinels won't attack you there. You get a whole bunch of illegal goods. You take it to somewhere. I don't even know where pirate systems are. I can bring you to them easy because I'm like surrounded by them right now. You just you take all the illegal goods you stole. And you sell them. You're like, hey, pirates, don't sell drugs to kids. That's not cool. I'm confiscating all these drugs so I can sell them to kids. I was going to say so I can (laughs) sell them to adults. (laughs) And and you just bring them to any system that isn't an outlaw system. And you make just tons of money. It's unreasonable. I made like 8 million units off of, what what is it called, like moon ether? Goodness gracious. I got like two stacks of it because like... I warped in and there was like a frigate fleet, so I blew it up. And in the middle of blowing that one up, here comes another one. In the middle of blowing that one up, here comes another one. It was just free money printing itself in front of me. Less free than the space uh, valves, though. Less free than that, yes, because there was some effort involved. (laughs) But, like, even so, 
like the only thing you lose out of it is reputation with whatever faction is in control of that outlaw system. I hate the Viking. They're fuck ugly. So I just don't want to deal with them ever. And uh, even past that, like if you if you do any missions in these outlaw systems, you can get forged passports. You take one of these forged passports to a system with negative reputation. You automatically reset that reputation to neutral. All the all the damage you've done completely negated. Huh. Interesting. I mean, you can also like give them stuff that they're interested in. Yeah, but like it's it's to a point where like if you just start giving them like gifts and doing missions for them, you still have to build your way back up from that negative reputation. Right. With the forged passport, you just are reset to neutral and then you're only building positive rep from that point on. That is interesting. They they've really just made it so that you can just be a pirate now if you want to. And it's super lucrative. I killed three uh, fugitives yesterday. Well, we're like almost 40 minutes into this episode. so And all we did was talk about games, video <laughs> games. Rambled. <laughs> and, well, it's cool. Charisma check. Nerds. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, yeah. for listening to this week's episode of D20 Dudes. Um, Thanks, guys. Facebook, D20 Dudes. Twitter, D20 Dudes. Discord, find us. There's not a Patreon anymore. Ha <laughs> ha. No one can give me money anymore. I'm going to roll the D20 and see what next week's episode is going to be. All right. I, if I can ever not... Okay, it's a three homebrew magic items. Jenny, it's that <gasps> yes! thing we wanted to talk about. Oh my god, it's going to be great. <laughs> We're going to get silly next week. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode. You can catch us on any of our socials. Join us in the Discord. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.